1: slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month.
2: Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. Here's an old classic that sounds just as good today as it did when we were kids. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. Emily, on this episode, you are the co-host, and the guest is the one, only Eric Baker from the M3 Festival. This is the guy who puts the M3 Festival on each year. We had so much fun last year. Oh my year. god! This year is the tenth anniversary. We want to hang with all you guys there. We want we want you to to come down to this just magical event. There are so many great bands, Slaughter, Kicks,
3: um, L.A. Guns,
2: L.A. Guns. Oh, Loudness. Loudness.
3: Wait, wait, wait. Let's talk about Loudness for a second.
2: They better have their paperwork in order.
3: Holy moly. This is huge. For us, Yeah, Loudness, because that was one of the bands
2: is, we really wanted to see last yeah. year. Uh, however, everyone was great last year, but...
3: Oh, they were amazing, yeah. but we were so bummed out because they were blocked from coming into the country. They came into the country, they right. flew, they landed in Chicago, and they were turned away because their paperwork was quote-unquote wrong, right. even though it was the same paperwork they'd been using for years to come yeah. here and tour. So... I hope they get everything fixed this time because we want to see them.
2: Yes, we do. And speaking of loudness, the song that brought us into this episode was, of course, Loudness. That song was, of course, Let It Go. Such a good, good vibe on that song. And yeah, so hopefully everything's cool with loudness this year. And uh, yeah, without further ado, let's talk to the producer of the M3 Festival, Eric Baker. Here we go. Hey, it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and calling in again, we spoke with this guy around the same time last year, we're talking with him again now, because there's some exciting news about M3, the 10-year anniversary, the producer of M3, the M3 Festival, of course, Eric Baker. Eric, how are you?
0: Good, Mark, how you doing? Good to speak to you again.
2: I'm really good and I'm really excited for two days. I guess it's technically three days. I'll definitely be there for for two days. Uh, the M3 yeah. festival this year. Just a great exciting lineup. and this is the the 10 year anniversary of of M3. If we went back ten years ago, would you have ever have guessed that you'd be doing it ten years down the road?
0: Never. I mean, when when I thought of doing this and, and approached my partners, which are IMP, the promoter on this, um, we thought this would be something that'd be cool for a couple of years because the 80s thing was kind of like coming back hard. And a lot of bands were were out playing and it would be a great way to get like the culture to get never in a million years. Like, couldn't be happier. Right. And, and some of the stories and people that I've met, it's just, it's like beyond my wildest dreams. Yeah.
2: I mean, the one thing that I, I find so cool about M3 is it's not just about... The music. I mean, obviously, that's a an enormous part of it, but it's about like the culture and this community that they come together, and there is, it's it's just uh, like minded people coming together to celebrate this this great music, and it is such a amazing event. Do you get a sense of the the community and how important this festival has become to them?
0: I do. And, and, you know, it's funny, like every year when we release the lineup, there's always, you know, no matter what you do, there's always going to be some haters. Um, and this year people said, Oh, with all the hype of the 10 year, you know, I'm going to skip it or I don't like the lineup or I wanted something more. And, you know, the five or six bad comments outweigh the thousand good comments always. Cause they're the ones that you, you read and they stick with you. But we uh, had our biggest, uh, on sale weekend that we've ever had. So it is a hundred percent about the community and the music complements that. And that's, what's so great about the consumers that come out. It's like, they actually care about like one another and what they're doing and they get to get together every year. Um, and so, you know, thinking about the community and all the cool things that, that happen there, it's like on our first day, like we said, Hey, where are you sitting? And people are like, I'm sitting over here. When are we going to meet up? And it's like, they're already planning their meetups. Um, and we're four, still four months away from the show. So wow. I love this community and yeah. they're great. They're great people. Yeah. You know? It's such
2: a great, it's like you get to
0: know band. these. Yeah. And it and, really is. It's like, and you get to know them throughout the years and you just run into the same people and then you'll be like, you know, on the monsters of rock cruise and you'll see them as well. And they're just so appreciative that you care about the music and the community and you know, and the monsters of rock does a great job doing what they do absolutely. being on the water. So, yeah.
2: Now, before we start talking about the individual bands and, and artists that will be at the 10-year anniversary of M3 this uh, this May 4th and 5th, let's first talk about the, the actual pavilion in Columbia, Maryland. We heard, I guess, on Twitter and on the news that there had been a collapse of the structure, the pavilion. I'm assuming everything will be up and running by, by May 4th and May 5th, right?
0: Yeah. Exactly. It's going to be open for the season. And, and, you know, remember, I don't work at the pavilion. Uh, We do the show there, but it's obviously was a huge setback for the people that were there. Thank God nobody was hurt um, when they had some issues with the roof. But the first thing they said was that we will be open for the season. Um, And we kind of waited to go on sale to make sure that they were going to stay on track. And we've uh, we've been uh, obviously they're, they're moving. They're moving swiftly to make it happen. So there will be a covered pavilion for the show.
2: Excellent. And is it the same type of yeah. situation as last year where there's going to be two separate stages going on?
0: Yep. Yeah, we're definitely doing two stages again. Friday, there's always one stage, and then Saturday, we do multiple stages.
2: Cool. I wanted to start with the the Friday lineup. Again, last year, kicks. I think they... Did they headline the Friday lineup? I'm trying to recall. I think that they did headline the Friday lineup last year.
0: Yeah. They did. And so what we started when we went to two-day festival which i might have been year three i think it was we uh called it the kicks off party so no matter what it's the kicks off party no matter you know wasp went on after kicks one year but it's still always going to be coined as like their kicks off party they play three shows in the area all year one is obviously m3 and then they do i think a couple of club shows that they do at the same date every year so um you know we, we love the fact that we can bring like a local band that has done so well and has really been a staple for us that year. So
2: I was blown away by them last year. I mean, they were so good. I would consider myself like more of a casual kicks fan. I mean, I, I always liked them, never had anything against them, but they, they actually blew me away last year. They were so powerful. The crowd was so responsive and it was just a, everyone was there for them. I mean, it was packed, such a great live band that really has experienced an amazing comeback in my opinion
0: you know and i actually think they're bigger now than they were yeah yeah um and 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 that goes to to, like to, to how their team has worked with them and how the guys have just really kept true to what they're doing i i remember seeing them in in clubs in boston when i started in the music industry like in the you know late 80s early 90s and they were a good band and so they always kind of had a vibe and people would go see them but nothing like today. I mean, these guys play all over the country playing fairs, festivals and casinos yeah. and that's it. They play to the big crowds everywhere now and they couldn't, they couldn't do that back in the day. So their team has done a tremendous job with them, but they are definitely one of the things like no matter how many times I see them, you're always just blown away. They're going, God, these are, it's like Aerosmith, you know, for Baltimore here. <laughs>
2: Yeah, definitely. And also on that Friday night, Friday, May 4th at the M3 Festival, you have Tom Kiefer. Of course, you get his solo material, but you also get all the Cinderella classics that just sound great. Y&T, Nelson, and back this year again, this time, hopefully with Tame Me Down faster pussycat that was kind of a, an emotional performance for them last year because Tammy fell ill and they they had all these special guests come on and it ended up being a real cool um set by faster pussycat last year but I'm so glad you've invited him back this year and yeah. we'll get to see him with Tammy
0: yeah and we love those guys and, and once again most bands would have been like you know we just can't do it Um, and you know, those guys were running around the festival Mm -hmm. and making calls all day to make sure the data set. And that just, once again, like talks about the community of of these people, because now, you know, bands nowadays probably would say, well, we lost our single. We can't do it. Um, but not the guys that have been through it all. Um, and they have. And so we're psyched that Tammy's is going to be back, you know, obviously love the band. They, they literally epitomize like, you know, what we tried to do in the beginning being a Sunset strip kind of glam rock band. And, you know, they've always been that. And so we're, we're excited that they're coming back and yeah, we too. actually announced our, our VIP performance. Yeah. Um, nice. I don't I'm know if you, you even know this yet, yeah. which is, well tell us. Yep. So this year it's going to be, it's Frank Hannon from Tesla. That's awesome. So, awesome. Uh, w- yeah. I mean, we've always had like some sort of Tesla band there. They're obviously one of the biggest bands in the genre for us, even though they were never really a hair band. But they've always they've done very well for us. Um, and I can't believe we have a where he that doesn't have a show. He's got the day off from touring so we're excited that Frank's going to do it and uh, once again he's a great guy and uh, if if you have VIP tickets you're you're lucky because you get to meet him also and you'll see how much of a great performer he is solo acoustic and what kind of great guy he is after.
2: So if you buy the VIP tickets you get like an early admission and you get to see this special Mm -hmm. set that other people don't get to see by Frank Hannon and then also
0: meet him is that correct? Yes. Cool. Awesome. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. So that, and that's like one of the things, you know, when you're trying to come to a festival, there's so many people that, and, you know, as we get older, that early entry uh, really does wonders, but, you know, as well as getting the show, and they'll do a meet and greet after on Friday night as well. So be a lot of fun for the VIP uh, uh, purchasers this year. Very cool.
2: And then on Saturday, May 5th, uh, just this is just a, Incredible lineup. Um, I just saw Ace Frilly, by the way, two nights ago here in uh, New Jersey, and the theater completely packed, completely sold out, and sounding better than ever. He is one of the the performers um, that Saturday night, you're going to get Kiss classics, mostly Kiss classics, in, in the set uh, when I saw Ace just uh, two nights ago. And, uh, yeah, totally psyched for Ace Frilly. Have you been a, a Kiss fan for a long time?
0: been a kiss fan like since i can remember um trying not to date myself too much but yeah i mean growing up like we didn't listen to kiss alive and kiss live too I mean, just one of those like records besides everything else it was just like one of those it was like larger than life like seeing the stage show and i didn't get to see him um until i was a little bit older but um love kiss we've never had anybody from kiss play so couldn't be happier that uh that Ace is going to do, and he's going to put on a great show. And he's psyched. I don't know if anybody saw him do. Uh, at, what was it? New Year's Day, outside at uh, a Yankee Stadium oh, or City
2: Field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did not, I did not see that. I read about it though, and yeah, I heard it was great. The New York groove, I think, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. When the Rangers were coming out onto the ice, and it was like, you know like zero degrees. But he got out there and just crushed it. And everybody said that I spoke to that was there said it was great and easy to deal with. And I mean, this is a real superstar. I mean, he's an yeah. iconic figure. Yeah, so.
2: the Queensryche also playing, which they're going to deliver, I'm sure, just an amazing set. They always do. I actually, the one thing I really love about Queensryche on these last few tours, you know, now that Todd Latoury's in the band, they're, they're really digging deep into some of that early catalog that they'd kind of straight away from when, when Jeff was in the band. So I'm sure you're just going to get knocked over the head with all the classic Queensryche stuff, including stuff like off the EP and, you know, the warning and stuff that they've kind of moved away from when when Jeff was in the band. So it's going to be just a, a great set by Queensryche. Now, is Queensryche the final act, or is Ace the, the final act of the evening? You
0: know, I can't tell you yet. I can't okay. tell you yet. Okay. You know, those are one of those things that we try to keep pretty quiet um, just until... You know, two weeks before the show, so everybody can plan. But we keep it; we try to keep it under wraps for a little bit. Night people want more and come back and try to listen to us.
2: <laughs> oh, cool, cool! Night Ranger is going to be amazing. LA Guns. Now, I had a I had a suspicion that LA Guns was going to be on before you guys announced it because I saw one of their their tour t shirts and the final date of the tour was listed as Columbia, Maryland on on May fifth, and, and sure enough, they are on your, your Saturday lineup there. Um, they've played the festival before, right?
0: They played a bunch of times, um, but never with Tracy. So this is the first yeah. time Tracy's going to be playing it. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I saw that I came across. It, I was like, Oh no, not, please don't announce yet. Right. right <laughs> but right. you know, things happen. And you know what? I always say like any kind of leak is still always good. Cause it brings, you know, presence to the festival and we're glad they're excited about it and wanted to Wanted our name on their T-shirts, but yeah. So Trey, you know, they've been there in a couple of different lineups, but LA Guns always crushes it for the festival. And we do a bunch of surveys at the end of every festival, and they always come back as one of the top-rated bands. Yeah, definitely. Slaughter, always deliver
2: just an amazing uh, performance, completely psyched to see them. And Last in Line, I got to tell you, one of the best shows I saw in, in 2017 was was Last in Line with, of course, uh, Vivian Campbell and Vinny Apice. Just destroyed the, the club they were playing. So many great Dio classics. I mean, it was primarily like, you know, stuff off of Last in Line and and Holy Diver. I'm very, very excited to see Last in Line M3. It's it's going to be just insane and can't wait to hear those those Dio classics. Do you know if they'll be debuting any new material? Because I heard they're working on a new album.
0: heard they're new, working on a new record. I'm assuming they will be debuting some new material. I've never seen the band. I mean, oh, I've heard the record. I, I, I've i heard. And I actually managed Vinny for a while in, in a previous band he was in called Kill Devil Hill. Um, sure. I don't know if you remember that band, yeah, with, uh, with, with him Rex, and Rex yeah. Brown. Yeah, so I um, I haven't seen the band. I can't wait though. I can't wait to see Vivian come out and play as well. Um, but the records are always so well produced, um, and I think Jeff Pilson from Dokken and Farner produces the records. Yes, he did. But yeah. I, 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 yeah, I always notice like the production value on the on these records are so amazing. It's uh, kind of like you want to always hear what's next, just based on how good it sounds, but the record, the last record was great. And so I'm hoping this one is, uh, is just as good. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see them.
2: And you know, last year, the, if I had one little disappointment, it was that we, we were hoping to see loudness. I know there was some, some mix up, I guess, at the, at the border getting them into the country and, and they ended up having to cancel the, the gig last year at the M3 festival, but they're, they're listed as is playing on May 5th this year at the M3 10-year anniversary. Uh, Are their papers in order? I guess that's the big question. You're confident they're going to be able to get into the country this year?
0: I am told that their papers are in order. Now, I guess they had the same problem a few years ago um, when they played, but we actually um, helped them get through this Was too late for us to do anything last year, but um, they gave me a guarantee that that we would not be running into the same problems.
2: Okay, good, and that's going to be just amazing because
0: Loudness really—they
2: don't get over here this that much, and it's you know I've seen all these bands usually dozens of times. I've never seen Loudness like I've, and I've been a fan since I was you know 15 years old in 1985. So completely psyched to see Loudness, and can't wait for that. Lynch Mob, of course. Uh, we heard Oni recently uh, left Lynch Mob. Any idea who will be fronting the band for Lynch Mob?
0: You know, I don't know who will be fronting at um, the festival. Um, I did speak to George um, about it, and he's like, it's going to be a great show no matter what. And, and I do trust it. No matter who George picks uh, to sing, it will be a great show. I heard Robert Mason's doing Monsters of Rock.
2: Uh, who sings with Warren. Okay. Yeah. Um, and also I, sang on some of those Lynch Mob records too. Yeah,
0: Exactly. So it makes sense, but I don't know if Robert has a gig that day or if Warren does. So I'm not sure, but, you know, it's always great to see Robert. He's a Jersey guy also. So i yes. always happy to see the Jersey folk uh, at M3. Cool.
2: And also rounding out that night, we got Pretty Boy Floyd, who's always great. Taiketto And has there been any discussion in, I know last year, like Eddie Trunk and Lita Ford were like kind of the hosts. And the year before that, I think you had like Eddie Trunk and Bobby Brown and Tawny Katane, you know, kind of the MCs, if you will, will there be an MC announced for this year?
0: Yeah. I mean, we're always talking to Eddie because we love Eddie and he's been such a great supporter um, of the festival, not just at the festival, but also on his radio shows and, you know, and he, and he talks about, and, you know, once again, another Jersey boy. I've known him forever. So let's see Eddie there. And Frank will hang out and do some intros as well. Cool. And we're working on a couple of a couple other people to see if uh, if they're available. You know, I'd love to maybe get a comedian, one of the great comedians from that time My. to step in and maybe do something in between. Like a but Dice one of the Clay or something? Di- You know, Dice, I'm not sure he's going to want to emcee, but yeah, in that kind of vein. Okay. I'd love to see Daiso, but I'm not sure he'd want to do it. Right, okay. um, and he's got a pretty busy schedule with his shows as well. Um, his shows and also his TV series on Showtime. I think it's Showtime, right?
2: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. yeah. yeah.
0: So who knows? But we're we we're, we're talking to a bunch of people, and we are we're always getting approached um, by like people that like manage you know icons. Even if they don't fit, they still could be something that's cool and novelty. Uh, but one of the things we did different this year is we found out that a lot of people wanted more time to get from stage to stage. So we, we made a ton of adjustments basically in the amount of bands that we can have. So bands could play longer sets and then have more time to go to the other stage as well. Okay. Um, and so I got, we're trying to like figure out a right balance of, you know how much you want people talking on stage and between the in between the sets, so we'll figure something fun out, though.
2: Cool. And once again, we're talking about the M3 Rock Festival with the producer of the festival, Eric Baker. Tickets are available through Ticketfly, Ticketfly dot com. Right, Eric? Yes, sir. And uh, again, there's a Facebook page. The M3 Facebook page is M3 Rock Fest on Facebook. So definitely check that out. And yeah, I'm totally psyched to join you once again down there, Eric. And thank you for doing this for us fans every year. I'm sure it's a ton of work, but mm-hmm. we really appreciate it.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. and I'm glad you're coming down uh, again and looking forward to hanging with you. Absolutely.
2: Cool. All right, Eric, well, thank you again for talking with Talking Metal, and we will be there hopefully doing some interviews again backstage, shooting some stuff, and uh, providing coverage of this great festival, which celebrates its 10th year anniversary this year in 2018. Thank you, Eric. We appreciate it.
0: Thanks a lot, Mark. Appreciate it. See you there. Yep, yeah, see you later.
1: You he say hey frilly furly, let's not be silly, there's a life out there to steal
0: In his death.
2: A little Ace Frehley here on Talking Metal. Can't wait to see Ace. We just saw him in New Jersey. and Incredible. Yeah, as always. And we will see him again shortly at M3. Can't wait. Ace Frehley, rock good, soldiers, classic stuff.
3: Such a good vibe at that festival. I love right. this festival. Yes. And and that's all about Eric. I mean, because he, he kind of creates... All the momentum and all kind of like the energy around it is is his responsibility. And it works so well every year.
2: Yeah, it's always such a great time. And please come up and say hello to Emily, myself, uh, our good buddy Ian McCurdy will be there with us working the the talking metal thing while we're down there doing interviews and hanging out and enjoying the show. And and John will be there too. I don't know if he'll be doing much talking metal because he'll be working with 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 Ace. Ace. Yeah. But it'll be great to have uh, the four of us reunited there for, for two, the second year in a row. Of course, the 10th anniversary of the M3 Festival, which if you've never been to it, now's the time to get there. Um, and we will see you there. Buy your tickets at Ticketfly. We'll have that link through today's show notes on TalkingMetal.com and TalkingRock.net. Emily, you know, back in December, I got to go into the city and chip... Judas Priest's publicist and Scott Travis they, they the drummer of Judas Priest they played me the whole new Judas Priest record Firepower and I took notes on on the record and I had lost the notes and I just found them so knowing <laughs> that knowing that everything Where
3: were they in the bedside they table They were in
2: the bedside table
3: What in the hell
2: so knowing, that's kind of random yeah knowing that they've now announced I was told not to to tell anybody the song names but knowing that all the songs have now been announced and there's two songs that they have actually been released today. yeah the title track for Firepower that's the second single they've released off the record Lightning Strikes it was the the first one those are the two lead off tracks on the record but here's here's my notes that I just found so uh okay yeah so let's see I put uh, the second song. These are notes I took while listening to the record. The second song off the album is more is the music video, Lightning Strikes. You guys already know that. Um, production sounds more in your face and warmer than Redeemer of Souls. A bigger sound, a clearer sound. The guitar sound is incredible. These are my notes I wrote while listening to the record. The song Firepower, great then uh i have down what is what is that see they they didn't play them for me in order it was like on shuffle specter Spec Spectre? Spectre. yeah specter specter is one of the songs timeless metal classic i wrote and i quoted some of the lyrics this tyrant takes its toll i mean that's classic halford i mean mm-hmm. you go back to the song tyrant you know this tyrant takes its toll uh great lyrics in the song, Spectre, evil never dies, Hookie. And beware, there's an evil in the night is part of evil never dies. You know, touch of evil, the word tyrant. This is a classic Judas Priest record that definitely nods to the past, guys. It's great stuff. No Surrender sounds like something right off of point of entry.
3: And screaming.
2: Or, or screaming. Or screaming. I love, love, I love this song, No Surrender. Yeah, <laughs> it, One of my favorite songs. I'm down. After hearing the record. You know, John Wiederhorn, our good friend, was was just over yeah. here at the house. We were jamming in Has the Has he ever, so explain
3: who he is. He's written a lot of biographies he, for rockers. He's written
2: a lot of biographies. He wrote Scott Ian's book. He wrote uh, Al from Ministries' book. He wrote um, a, a book on the history of heavy metal. Uh, cool,
3: Louder, dude. louder. So smart.
2: Louder Than Hell was that was that book, The History of Heavy Metal. Great read, as as well as dozens of others other books. And he's working right now. I, I don't know if I should say it because I don't think it's publicly been announced. But he's working right now on a super big rock stars book. Super big. So
3: excited for him. Yeah. So
2: yeah. Uh, I would call him a nineties era new metal king if you will. He's <laughs> helping this guy write his book and they are shopping it to labels now. So but anyways, John was over and he writes not he writes for Rolling Stone, Revolver, everybody, you know, he's he, but he was over at uh, our house the other day and he and I were talking about how great this Judas Priest record is. And
3: was he there that day doing press? He was press? there that day. Yeah. Okay.
2: yeah. Yeah, he was there that day. Yes. Um, we didn't hear the record together. I actually heard it before him. I I stand by my my belief that I'm one of the first people to ever in hear the world. The record. Yeah, because I was there in the morning. Do you remember? Well, I went his in. People
3: I, told you they're like you. are Probably the first person in the world yeah, to ever hear I was this record. The first guy in the
2: first day of press in New York City. It way back on December sixth. So, anyways, no surrender. Uh, just an amazing classic priest sound on this one. One of my favorites off the record. Sea of Red. This has some softer vocals, some incredible vocals. These are this is what I'm reading off my notes. It's a simple but beautiful and powerful vibe, very 1970s vibe. Epic. I like it. This again was Sea of Red, which is the the, 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 the song that closes the record. And you know, you think back to some of those classic pre-songs, pre like mm-hmm. with the the just the some of the slower songs and the epic songs at the end of the record. Oh boy, here we go. Never the heroes. All I put, I put hooky, more of a painkiller feel, more of a painkiller album feel. I don't know what that means, but anyways. Necromancer? Yeah. Is that what that says? Necromancer, yep. Uh, Necromancer, I wrote nothing next to that. So (laughs) I don't know, maybe I was just so blown away by that song, I couldn't even move the pen. I don't know, That's, uh, that's interesting. Children of the Sun. Again, a very classic metal sound. Just to the name, I mean, Children of the Sea or Children of the Dam comes to mind. Maiden and Sabbath, but uh, I put nice, nice mud. Though I can't read my own writing. Nice. It says there's a key change in that song. (laughs) I, I don't know. I wish I could read my own writing on that one nice
3: modulation
2: oh nice modulation yeah
3: I can read your writing better than you can
2: yeah nice modulation you spelled it wrong but I
3: still figured it out it's like it's like reading my kids homework
2: well right, guardians (laughs) guardians piano gives way to a queen esque guitar sound and that's the intro. Guardians, if you look at the the set, the um, songs from the album, Guardians is listed as its own track. However, it's really just a short instrumental intro into the next song, which is rising from Ruins, which is just an epic, great song.
3: Gives away to Queen
2: yeah, guitar well, sound. From nice. what I remember, Guardians has that kind of harmony, Brian May, Queen guitar yeah. sound. Love a, a it. Pia- starts with the piano and then goes into mm-hmm. that. Uh, And then that's it's actually like an intro into uh, rising, rising from ruins, flamethrower. Again, no notes next to that. Traitor's gate, mellow intro into heavy riff. Anyway, so there's my my notes. My one page of notes on the new Judas Priest record, and we'll end the episode there. Emily, thank you so much for joining us. You did a great job with that Tommy London interview on Talking Rock. If people haven't heard that, we so fun really want to check people, it out. Yeah, go over to Talking Rock, just go to talkingmetal.com or talkingrock.net and go into the podcast section. Go to Talking Rock, and there you will find an episode. That includes an interview with Tommy London that uh, Emily did. It just is the Tommy London episode. You
3: know what I'm excited about, though? What's that? To recap our Judas, after we see Judas Priest. Yes. In, in March. In
2: March, coming soon. I can't wait
3: for that episode. It's
2: February already. Wow. Can't wait. And it's gonna I can't be wait for the new Judas Priest record in March. That's a great place to end this episode with a little Judas Priest. This is the first single they released off the new records. It's... Uh, there are now two songs out off of that record. This is "Lightning Strike." Not, I think I may have said "Lightning Strikes" earlier. Not to be confused with "Lightnings." "Lightning Strikes" lightning was loudness, crashes. right? And loudness had a song "Lightning Strikes," and I, and I believe Ozzy had a song "Lightning Strikes" too. Anyways, this is, and possibly Aerosmith had a song "Lightning Strike" or "Strikes." We're gonna have to look look those up. Uh, but anyways, the Priest one. Is definitely lightning strike singular and this is it here on talking metal thanks for joining us guys we'll talk to you soon